Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike, and I am sitting in one of the upstairs rooms of my house with my Bible open to James chapter 2. And I'm just going to begin by reading in verse, starting in verse 14. What good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to him, Go, I wish you well, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about his physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. I was reading an article this week by uh, a pastor from Texas, and he was talking about um, the differences between Reformation and Revival. And I thought it was really applicable to this verse that we just read, where Reformation has to do with our relationship to the truth. It's, it's on aligning or perhaps realigning our faith with orthodoxy or, or the foundational, non-negotiable truths of the Word of God, where revival has to do with our relationship to the Spirit or the application of faith and what we believe to our everyday lives and circumstances. Reformation without revival is cerebral. It's just intellectual. It's theology without life. Revival without reformation is a faith not based in truth, which leads to disillusionment and disappointment. But when you have both reformation and revival, you get transformation. There's no longer a disconnect between what we believe and our actions. There's no longer a disconnect between truth and spirit. In the same way, the Reformation and Revival are both essential components of transformation. Belief and action are essential components of faith. Where belief is intellectual, it's something that I think. Faith is acting on what I believe. The starting point in any person's journey of transformation is his or her response to the gospel. I'm confronted with truth, that God exists and I have a need. There's a deficiency in me that's caused me to live my life with a veil that hides me from God's holiness and to conceal in the dark those secret thoughts and actions that I don't want anyone else to see. It's sin. But God has offered me a way of deliverance. He has sent his son Jesus to die in my place to remove my sin. That God raised Jesus from the dead and has sent the Holy Spirit as a means to bring about a new spiritual birth in me. So how do I respond? In Romans chapter 10, Paul gives a a great example of how to respond in faith to the gospel where it says in verse 8 of Romans 10, But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is, the word of faith we are proclaiming, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with the heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with the mouth that you confess and are saved. 
I love this. Here's the most elemental and first step to transformation, that I confess with my mouth what I have come to believe in my heart. I make the connection between what I believe is true and now the actions that I take in response to that truth. And then when I do that, God transforms me. I'm born again. Every progressive step of faith will look exactly the same. The truth of God's word connected to action. This past week, I was talking with my friend Sonny in India, and he was telling me about a situation that he was confronted with that almost mirrored exactly um, what James was talking about in that passage that we began with. Well, right now that we are in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, we are in quarantine, and that's not just um, affecting the U.S., but it's a worldwide issue. Um, in India, it's very difficult now with the lockdown that's happening there to just find food and basic provisions. And my friend Sonny is the president of a Bible college there, and there's um, currently 175 people who are there on campus that are trapped there, in a sense. Um, and, and it's become very difficult to find provisions and food to feed them. Uh, so my friend Sonny um, went out and, was, and managed to um, find and procure a, a large amount of rice and vegetables from someplace. And um, that would last probably the better part of a week for those people that were there. But no sooner had he got back to the campus with all of these supplies when he received a phone call from some friends in a nearby village that told him about um, a group of gypsies, a, a large number of them um, that were ostracized from this village that were um, living there in, in extreme poverty um, and had not eaten in three days. Sonny was confronted with a choice. Do I keep all this food for us? Or do I do what it says in James chapter 2 and go out and meet the need? And that's exactly what he did. He took several of the students, loaded up uh, a small vehicle with some food, and went over and, and fed this entire village. Um, as I looked at the pictures that he sent me, it was quite moving to see faith in action. And now the openness to the gospel that's happening in those places, and not only in that village, but in the surrounding villages, because word gets out when those kind of things happen. So today, what truth is God revealing to you that he wants you to attach faith to? You know, I can't answer that question for you, but let me encourage you to spend some time in prayer. Pray with your Bible open. Respond in faith to what God is saying to you today. Amen.